So being Thanksgiving week, I thought it only appropriate to focus on giving thanks and uh, perhaps the uh, quintessential psalm of thanks is Psalm 100. What's unusual about this psalm is the organization of it, and I want to I talk with you about that. It's designed to remember it uh, for people that would have heard it verbally and memorized it uh, mostly rather than reading it. Um, it was designed to help even children remember what it's about. So hopefully if you are, whether you're by yourself or with family, traveling or staying at home, um, it is most people, I think, uh, on this Thanksgiving holiday will usually have some moment to ask themselves, what am I thankful for? And to express that thanks, hopefully, to God if you are a believer. So my hope is this psalm will give you some tools and some reminders about that uh, and maybe deepen your expression of thanks this week. So Psalm 100 is a, it's called, titled A Psalm of Thanksgiving, and it, vi- it invites the reader and the prayer and the singer of this psalm to do a couple of things, to know God, to respond to God's goodness, and to worship and serve God with a thankful heart. There are seven challenges in here, um, but they are arranged in a certain way, like I said, at like a bullseye target. There is a, a fancy word for that, but we're just going to call it a bullseye because that's easier than the Greek, Hebrew, chiastic structure. That would just put you to sleep really fast. So um, let's go to the first slide. I want to show you what this bullseye looks like. <laughs> okay. I sure hope there's more slides. Okay. Are there any that aren't blank? <laughs> That's going to be fun. Woo! I was going to have to get out, you know, start drawing for you. So that is, uh, to, to your left, the text is kind of the order of the psalm. Right, if you take the main verb, the main imperative out of each verse and kind of read it in order. Um, but as is often the case, both in Hebrew poetry and then later in Greek poetry, um, because so much of scripture and poetry and music was just to listen to, they would organize it so that the most important thing was in the middle. We don't often do that in English. We tend to like to uh, build up to a climax or um, some other kind of form. Oh, you can go back one still. It's like it has a mind of its own back there. Either Daniel or the computer has a mind of its own back there. Um, so we, yeah, in just a minute, we'll, we'll go. So I want you to see the overview. We're going to start in the middle because that's the most important thing and then see how, how that, that main point is surrounded on both ends. So, you know, if you're hearing it, uh, it kind of builds up to the main point and then kind of goes back down the same way you got there. And there's parallels. All that, again, is to help you remember. So we're going to start... Um, now, Daniel, at verse 3, with the center, which is knowing God, right? So the verse is, know that the Lord himself is God. And, and one way to recognize this is the mo- most important part is, if you don't know God, none of the rest of it makes sense. The worship or the service or the declaring of who God is, you have to know who God is in order to enter into worship, in order to give thanks to God. So right there in the middle of the psalm, Verse 3 is, know that the Lord is God. And here's some things to know about God. He has made us. He is our creator, right? We didn't make ourselves. We we aren't um, self-creating, self-fulfilling kinds of beings. God made us and called it good. We are his people. In the context of the psalm, that's his covenant people, the ones that God came to, Father Abraham, and said, I will be your God and you will be my people and I will bless you and multiply you and you will bless all the nations of the world. 
Um, We are heirs to that promise through Christ. We are also God's people, and that's part of what it means to know God and trust in God. And we're the sheep of his pasture, God the good shepherd, Jesus the good shepherd. Um, It's obviously a favorite because we named our church after that, that image. But we belong to him. God cares for us. He tends us. He guards us. He defends us. All, those, all that rich imagery of being a shepherd. All that is the God that we are invited to know at the, the center of our lives. And that's going to inform uh, all of the rest. And it, it leads me, I, I normally put the application kind of questions at the end. Um, but to insert this one here, because again, the rest won't make sense without this. To ask, do you know God? Do you know God as your creator? as the one who's entered into relationship with you as his covenant people and through Jesus Christ as his, uh, his family? Do you know him as your good shepherd? Um, if that's a question you're still wrestling with or struggling with, just ignore the rest of the sermon and go chase that down. Well, don't, don't ignore the rest because what comes next <laughs> is the invitation. right? If you go out a ring to ver- the second part of verse 2, the first part of verse 4, God doesn't leave us alone to discover him, to find him. We don't have to climb some high mountain or solve some elaborate riddle. God invites us to come. Jesus invited people to come, follow me, right, to come and know. So God doesn't leave us on our own to find him. He seeks us and he invites us. There's some of that imagery with the good shepherd as well. But the great story of the Bible, right, is that he sent his only begotten son into the world to come live among us. This uh, has been our theme all fall, right? Jesus among us uh, out in the community. God sent Jesus to us to meet us where we were and to invite us into his presence. So these two rings, the green ring is come before him. This this invitation, come all you who are thirsty, come all who are here, all who will believe, come into God's presence. It says joyfully, with joyful singing. And then also enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. It's come into the Lord's presence. Come know that he is God. If you go out one more ring to the red ring, uh, again, the first part of verse 2, the end of verse 4. If we know God and we've come into his presence to worship as we've already begun doing this morning, it doesn't end there. That's not the end of the story. It's come praise the Lord, sing some hymns. Pray some prayers, hear the sermon, the end. It is to then serve the Lord and serve the Lord with gladness, right, with, with joy. Um, you may, you probably won't remember, Heather might remember, but my, uh, I, I was on a long tear a number of years ago about what worship is. And there are at least eight words in uh, the Bible that, that are translated as worship. And one of those is the word that we sometimes translate serve. That's why we talk about having a worship service. It's really just saying a worship worship. But we need some extra English words to to, um, explain the full breadth of biblical worship. So one aspect of worship is serving others, right? Love the Lord your God and serve him. Serve your neighbor. Love your neighbor. So serve the Lord with gladness. We are, uh, in, in coming to know God, we're not only invited into his presence, this should sound familiar, but we're sent out into the world to serve him out in the world. Uh, and to um, give thanks to what, and publicly, to give thanks to what God has done, his faithfulness to us, and his, his love and care uh, for the world, and his word for the world. So if you remember Jesus, who often gave the invitation of come and see, 
He would, he would say to the crowds, he would do a miracle, he would teach, say, come and see, come watch for a while, see what I'm about. And he would, he would then follow that up with follow me. And then Jesus, if you were following him, again, this has been our theme all fall, he didn't go hang out in the synagogue, in the temple courts. He was out you know, by the seashore talking to fishermen. He was in the town talking to tax collectors. He was moving around. He even went uh, to the neighboring countries, to Samaria, to engage the people there. And Jesus says, come with me as we serve the Lord and give thanks for what God has done. If you go out one more ring, we're to the, the blue ring. We also worship God, not only by gathering to worship, by serving, you know, dispersing to serve, but also by bearing witness publicly to who God is, telling the story, both near uh, Jerusalem, Judea, in the neighborhood, Samaria, and beyond to the world. Um, so if you look at the, the blue ring, the, the shout joyfully, all the earth. Uh, the shout is a, is a word that translates the trumpet blast used to summon the army to send them into to action. Uh, it, is, it is an announcement that God is here, God is on the move, and we are to do that all over the earth. Say, God is here. There is one God, and he uh, has created the, you know, this whole story. He's created the world. He's created you. He is on the move. He is redeeming uh, humanity for his own glory and his own purpose. So our, our worship is not only inward, but it's outward in service and publicly to say this is God. Right? It's a signal to the whole world. Um, you can also see at the end, uh, verse 5 is, a, is a, an example of what that public praise would look like. Uh, the Lord is good. His loving kindness is everlasting. His faithfulness to all generations. That's the story we're supposed to tell. Not huddled away in rooms to ourselves. We are to tell it to our children and our children's children, but we are to declare it to the whole world. So that, um, that bless, uh, God's name is the other side of the ring, that is um, to, to align ourselves in our word and our action to align ourselves with God. That's what it means for us to bless God, if you've ever wondered that. It's to say, I belong to God um, in body and mind and spirit. I, I am the Lord's. Uh, that is blessing God, because God doesn't need anything, but when we, we align ourselves in obedience to him, that is the blessing that God seeks. So how then are we to give thanks? Psalm 100 invites us to know God as creator, as the covenant Lord, as the good shepherd, as the good, eternally loving, uh, perpetually faithful God. But in Jesus Christ, and this is what the Thessalonians passage begins to tell and remind us about, because it's also about thanks. Jesus Christ is that, that face of God. It's God come near, God in the flesh to say, if you have seen Jesus, you have seen the Father. It is our personal invitation to draw near, to know God, and to respond to Jesus in faith, to serve, to go out, to publicly align ourselves with him. So that's the basic flow of the Christian life, right? It's what we try to kick off each week on Sunday when we come into worship, to know God, to hear from God, to worship God, and then when I, I send you out at the end of the service um, to go back into the world. And I, I hope you hear that often from me, right? that our, our lives of worship is not Sunday morning, it's the whole week long and 24-7, 365, our lives belong to God. Uh, so as you pause this week to give thanks, remember that God is 
at, literally at the center of who we are as created human beings, that God has invited us and come near and called us to be his. And as you think through things like family um, or um, having a job or health or, or even um, not being alone in a struggle because God is with you, uh, locate God in that and ask yourself, do I know God and who is God? How do I understand God to be at the heart of who I am and all, uh, all that I face? Is there one more or is that the last one, Daniel? Oh, yeah. So three things, uh, if you kind of step back a level, um, and, I, and I wanted to uh, kind of pair these things from Psalm 100 over with some of Jesus' words. If Psalm 100 has the relationship with God at the center, knowing God, and then our offering of coming into God's presence and serving him, and then our, our public witness to God and, and God's story, um, I, I see all those repeated, right, amplified by Jesus, who also said, come unto me, come meet me, know me, understand who I am, follow me, offer your, your lives as disciples to align yourself with me and, and walk with me and minister with me. And he says, I will make you fishers of men and women. You'll be salt, you'll be light. That's that public witness out in the neighborhood, out in the community, out in the world, um, even in Mexico. I'm excited for you to hear from Pratt uh, in just a little bit um, because he, um, I was going to say he, he knows this well, but I think he would be the first to tell you, you don't have to go someplace far away to live out this, this calling of the Lord. It's on every life. Um, missionaries and ministers are not a, a special breed of Christian. This is God's calling on every one of us. And your mission field can be in Mexico, it can be in a pulpit, but it can also be um, you know, on Summerlin Place. It can be um, down Providence Road. It can be over in Matthews. Uh, it can be in an apartment building. It can be in a dorm room. Uh, where God has placed you, God has called you, and this psalm invites us to, to root our lives and our being and our service and our witness in God through Jesus Christ and to root our thanks in that knowledge as well. So let us be thankful. Let us give thanks. Amen.